FM 1013 AM 1490 and KORNradio.com. Also brought to you by Running Farm and Fleet, Hearing Plus, Core Insurance, Mitchell Roofing and Siding, the South Dakota Attorney General's Office, Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. We now go courtside for coverage of Mitchell Colonel Basketball on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN. Here at the play-by-play call, KORN Sports Director, Travis Krenz. And welcome to the Corn Palace here. A little bit of a late start tonight between the Watertown Arrows and the Mitchell Colonel Girls. Double-A girls basketball here tonight on KORN. Also our friends up in Watertown as well joining us from KWAT. Uh, I'm Travis Crin. Sean Michaels here as well. The Colonels at 8-7, and seven, taking on the Watertown Arrows at 7-8. and eight. And, Sean, these teams are uh, pretty identical when you break it down. Mitchell's number 9 right now in seed points. Watertown is number 10. Mitchell is 8-7. and seven. Watertown is 7-8. and eight. They both average 46 points a game. They both give up 45 points a game. Uh, they both don't have a lot of size, use their quickness and speed to, to kind of make things run. So these teams on paper seem pretty identical here tonight. Yeah, they do. I mean, uh, potentially good matchup here for the Colonels. We felt that way on Tuesday night about the the Aberdeen Central game, and the Colonels kind of let that one get away from them. So, you know, the big thing tonight is for the Colonels, finish strong. Bring your A game because the road gets really, really difficult. Uh, the last three games on the season, taking on some top five teams going mm-hmm. on the road. And, uh, yeah, this game is pretty important as far as the seeding goes because Watertown is right below Mitchell. So, you know, winner of this game is going to have a little bit better chance of getting a home game in the Sodak 16. And also there's really not a whole lot of games going on in AA tonight. The other one is a big one. Aberdeen plays Huron. Uh, again, Aberdeen, we saw them. Uh, they're still at that 13 seed. They beat Mitchell on Tuesday here at the Corn Palace, 55-48. And uh, Huron, they're that team right above Mitchell. So Mitchell needs Huron to lose. Mitchell needs to pick up a couple wins uh, to potentially sneak into that number eight seed and get a home game for the Sodak 16. Watertown, they're thinking the same thing. They're thinking if they can beat Mitchell tonight and if uh, Aberdeen can take down Huron, maybe uh, uh, Watertown's playing at home here uh, coming up next month. And uh, we were keeping tabs on Watertown there on Tuesday night, and they pushed number one Jefferson to overtime, ended up losing 49-40. to This is a team on a three-game losing streak, so you know uh, they're ready for a win tonight. Yeah, this team is competitive. I mean, they just got done playing number one and number two in back-to-back games, and uh, very competitive in both games. Lost 49-36 to at Washington and 49-40 to Jefferson. Uh, you know, so this team is capable of hanging with the best team. Teams. Um, and surprisingly, they only beat Brookings by five to mm-hmm. open up the season. So you kind of wonder what, what Watertown team are we going to get here tonight. They did beat Huron by two uh, back in January. And, you know, it's a Huron team that Mitchell is very familiar with. So um, it just kind of shows you how close these two teams yeah. are. And it, it almost feels like it's like a pre-playoff atmosphere for both these teams because it, it really is going to kind of give them both an idea where they're going to be when that Sodak 16 comes around. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be much difference between Huron, Mitchell, and Watertown. They're 8, Not- 9, and 10. They've all played each other. Uh, Mitchell won on a buzzer beater at Huron to open the season. Huron won at the Corn Palace last month by four. And as you mentioned, uh, 36-34 Watertown beat Huron. So there does not appear to be much difference uh, between 8, 9, and 10 Huron, Mitchell, and Watertown. Uh, Your officials tonight, the Law on the Court, brought to you by the South Dakota Attorney General's Office. It is Jim Haskamp, Bob Malloy, and Jeff Hafner. 
We'll get to your starting lineups here shortly. Plus, we'll talk with Mitchell head coach Dave Brooks. Uh, we'll be back here in uh, one minute, one minute timeout. We'll be back with our pregame show on KURN and KWAT. This is Becky Pitts, general manager of Poet Mitchell. We've been turning one big idea after another into biofuel and high-quality animal feed for years. Poet's vision is to reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible, all while sharing your values for sustainable land and a clean environment. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. It is Mitchell Colonel Girls Basketball back at the Corn Palace. Just one home game for Mitchell here after tonight as they take on the Watertown Arrows. Mitchell head coach Dave Brooks joins us here in the pregame show. You had Aberdeen on Tuesday, 55-48 to Aberdeen with the victory. Uh, what was the big difference there? They, they had a lot of size as we talked about, and uh, they made some free throws down the stretch. What was that turning point in that fourth quarter on Tuesday? Well, I... I think uh, number twelve, their guard was kind of a, a key factor. They, they re-looked at it. She just she got some penetration and got some passes into their bigs, and you know they were able to lay it in. Then we had a couple of fouls, and, and number twelve made some free throws, and then we just you know came up empty uh, on those trips down the court. So it was kind of a kind of a disappointing loss for us. But uh, you know, hats off to Aberdeen, and uh, maybe their bigs just uh, came through when they needed to. And yeah, free throws were good for you guys. Fifteen of twenty from the line, and uh, Lauren Van Overshield, she was her player of the game. She had uh, fourteen points, sixteen points there for you. And uh, there, I mean, there there were some positives that seemed like coming out of that game despite the loss. Yeah, there always are, and uh, I th- you know I think the kids saw some of those too, and, and uh, that we just need to get back to being scrappy, I guess. And uh, we're going to need that against uh, Watertown tonight. But uh, yeah, it was sure good to see Lauren. Uh, get in the double figures, and and she's uh, been close a few times. So uh, yeah, we we need three kids to to hit double figures or four if we mm-hmm. can do it. But three would would sure go a long way to getting us to that fifty, which is kind of always our magic number. Then we think we're we're in a game if mm-hmm. we can score fifty points. Uh, Addie Seamson had a little bit of foul trouble there, picked up a three in the first half. I don't think she picked up another uh, in the second half, and then so your statement fouled out late in the game. How do you feel you guys played without your your top two offensive options because? Uh, Addie was on the bench there a lot in that second quarter, and you had to, you know, get Sawyer a little bit of rest there just to kind of keep those uh, keep those fouls at uh, three or four. Well, you know, I think I think uh, we did okay. I mean, we kept it close, and I look back, we were tied at the end of the first. We were up by one and a half. We were up by one at the end of the third quarter, and I think even with a little less than four minutes to go in the game, we were still up one. I mean, it was a tight game, but I think you know, kids came in and, and you know, kind of plugged some of those holes when when those other kids are out of there, and that's. Uh, you know that's what it takes to uh, to win or be competitive, and and um, yeah, we we'd rather have those two on on the floor, and hopefully tonight we'll uh, we'll get more minutes out of them. Head coach Dave Brooks joins us here in the pregame show. Watertown, they look on paper the exact opposite of Aberdeen. They don't got much size at all. So what uh, what do we expect here tonight from the Arrows? Well, I, I talked to the Aberdeen coaches after our game, and they they played them once, and then they have them here again, and. And they kind of said, "You guys are mirror images of each uh-huh. other." And and after watching uh, a film and then whatever, I, I kind of think the same thing. It's uh, I think there'll be kids diving around uh, on the floor for balls and, and probably some full court pressure both ways. And and uh, I expect a, a hotly contested uh, close game tonight. Another big one, Colonels at, at number nine in seed points, and uh, you got Huron at eight. You got Watertown right behind you at ten. So 
Uh, these are some big games for those uh, seed points and seedings uh, here as we look towards March. Uh, as we get late into the season, do, do you implement any new stuff? Is it too late to, to put something new out there? Or what kind of what's the focus when you practice as you head to this final stretch of the season? Do you, you just kind of work on what uh, what you've been doing lately? Or what's, what's that focus been like? Yeah, well, I think it's probably too late to put in too much. We we did a few weeks ago, and we haven't had as many practices to to, to work on it. We've thrown it in every now and then uh, through some games. So, yeah, you know, yesterday was we just kind of concentrated on execution on our offense, just uh, running those plays, getting to the spots where you need to set the screen, making sure you're rubbing elbows off the screen, getting squared up, and uh, so it's yeah, it's it's. I think it's time to to say let's let's just get better at what we're doing and. Um, uh, you know, we continue to shoot a lot in practice. I think that's with, with us. We're just not going to have that, you know, throw down a low block and, you know, bang it in there. It's It's got to have some movement and hit some shots from the outside. And, and then uh, Sawyer get some get some room to get to the hoop that, you know, that she can do that pretty well. Mm-hmm. But we got to hit some outside shots to open that lane up a little bit. Watertown, the opponent tonight here for the Colonel Girls. Dave Brooks joins us here in the pregame show. Coach, good luck here, and we'll see you after the game. Okay, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Mitchell still in that uh, number nine spot. They did not move down despite losing uh, to the uh, 13 seed Aberdeen uh, on Tuesday night. Aberdeen they stayed in that 13 spot at five and seven. Uh, Mitchell now at eight and seven. Uh, they've got 40.2 seed points. They're two tenths of a point ahead of tonight's opponent Watertown. So this is a huge, huge game for Mitchell if they want to stay ahead of Watertown. If they want to stay in that number nine spot. I think they have to absolutely win this game tonight. Uh, Watertown, if they were to win this one and win the head-to-head versus the Colonels, that would be tough, I think, for Mitchell to finish ahead of Watertown in the standings. Again, you need to be in that top eight for a home game next month in that Sodak 16, that one-game qualifier for the state tournament. And if Mitchell can't get to that number eight spot, uh, you may as well be as high as you can. So the, the nine seed is where Mitchell is at right now. Uh, they're about four-tenths of a point behind uh, the eight-seed Huron, and uh, Mitchell's got a very tough schedule uh, here the rest of the way. But all these teams around them, Huron and Watertown and Lincoln, they also have very tough schedules. So uh, Mitchell at eight and seven, they may lose some games here the next couple of weeks, uh, but they may not fall much at all in the standings. You look at what Huron has. Huron is at Aberdeen tonight. Uh, that's a huge game, and if you're a Mitchell fan, I think you root for Aberdeen tonight. Can Aberdeen win at home versus Huron? I think they can, and if Mitchell can defeat Watertown, maybe Mitchell can get a little bit closer to that number eight seed here by the end of the night. And then coming up next week on Tuesday, another huge game uh, as, as far as Mitchell is concerned. Uh, Huron host Watertown. Again, Mitchell sandwiched in between those two schools. Huron at 8, Watertown at 10, Mitchell right in the middle at number 9. So there's a lot of big games involving Mitchell and Watertown and Huron uh, when it comes to that number 8 seed, that number 9 seed, and number 10 seed. So a lot of a lot of scoreboard watching, a lot of what's this other team doing. First, got to take care of your, your own business, of course, and win as many games as you can. Uh, but there's some options out there should Mitchell lose a few games. Uh, they, they could be. Uh, in decent shape for maybe at least that number nine seed. Uh, coming up next week for the Colonels, they'll be at Sioux Falls, Washington on Tuesday, and then they got a trip at Pier next Friday night. Those are two of the top three teams in the state. That's going to be a, a tough, tough week for Mitchell, which makes tonight's game all that more important. Uh, you don't want to, you know, three, four, five losses in a row. You want to stop those long losing streaks. So uh, you could potentially do that here with a win 
versus Watertown tonight. Let's get to your starting lineups. First for the Colonel Girls, 8-7 and seven on the season. Uh, Sawyer Stabner, the 5'9 junior forward, averaging 14 points and 10 rebounds on the season. Addie Seamson, number 32, the freshman guard, was in a little bit of foul trouble in that game on Tuesday, ended up with only five points. So she had three fouls, but all of those were in the first half. Seamson averaging 11 points per game as a freshman. Uh, also, Lauren Van Overshield, seven points per game here as a sophomore, the 5-5 guard. Uh, Lauren, she was our player of the game Tuesday night versus Aberdeen. Received that game ball from Iversons and that Culver certificate for a free value basket. Uh, Lauren had a couple of three-pointers and 16 points. Also starting for Mitchell, a 5-9 senior forward, Delana Hinkle, and also a Carson White, number 23, a 5-6 sophomore. Uh, for the Watertown Arrows, they are 7-8, and eight, but they have lost three games in a row. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker on Tuesday night. We were keeping tabs uh, on that game as they lost in overtime to number one Sioux Falls Jefferson, 49-40. to 40. So almost a huge win uh, for the Arrows earlier this week. They also lost at Washington last week, 49-36, and they lost uh, against Sioux Falls Lincoln a week ago, 53-50. to 50. So this is a Watertown team that is itching for a win right now as they have lost three in a row. They'll start three seniors, a junior and a sophomore, uh, 5'7 senior guard Maddie Rohde, also 5'10 uh, sophomore guard Emery Thury. Uh, also in the backcourt is Jada Young. She's a 5'8 senior. And down low again, they don't have a lot of size. they got a couple of forwards, a 5'9 senior Kendall Paulson, and also at a guard 5'7 junior Miranda Faulkner. So as Coach Brooks said there in the pregame show, uh, he was talking to the Aberdeen coaches after the game on Tuesday and said, yeah, you and Watertown, pretty pretty much alike. You got a lot of guards. You got a lot of quickness, uh, not so much uh, with the post play or, uh, or a whole lot of length. So uh, we'll see what happens. Rebounds, always an important thing. We'll see what happens with the rebounding battle uh, with neither team uh, really with a traditional post player. A huge game on the schedule tonight, Mitchell at 8-7. and seven. Hosting the Watertown Arrows at 7 and 8, number 9 versus number 10 in seed points. We'll take a timeout, come back next. We'll be back here in 60 seconds. Back in 60 seconds with tip off from the Corn Palace. As you clear that last patch of snow from your driveway, breathe in that crisp, rejuvenating winter air before you throw yourself into a monstrous snow pile and join First Dakota to bank some noise for winter sports. Shriek for tide-turning reversals, whoop at game-winning threes, and gasp in awe at a perfect back walkover. Let them hear you from the cheat seats. Bank some noise with us at First Dakota National Bank. Open a new account online today at firstdakota.com, member FDIC. It is Mitchell Kirtle Girls Basketball here on KORN News Radio. It's Travis Grins and Shawn Michaels here live tonight at the Corn Palace on KORN here in Mitchell and at KWAT up in Watertown. Uh, looking at the starting lineup, one change in the starting lineup here for Watertown. Uh, Emery Thury not starting, the 5'10 sophomore guard. Instead, it'll be Jade Lund, the 5'8 junior. She'll get the start, so it's Jade Lund, Jada Young, Maddie Rohde, uh, Kendall Paulson, and Miranda Faulkner, your starting five here for the Watertown Arrows, led by their head coach. Chad Rohde. It was kind of an ugly game last year when these two teams played. Watertown won. Very low scoring ball game. 33 
to 29. So that's what happened in last year's matchup. Uh, before that, the Colonels had won the six previous matchups uh, between them and Watertown before uh, Watertown won last year. Colonels uh, lineup being announced. White uniforms for Mitchell being at home. They've got black numbers and black and gold trim. For Watertown with their purple road uniforms, they look fantastic with the gold numbers and gold trim. And coming up on 7-15, a little bit of a late start. JV game went a little bit long, so we'll get going here in around 30 seconds or so. Sawyer Stadner, the All-Stater for Mitchell at 5-9. She's in the circle, ready to tip off with J.D. Young. 5-8 for Watertown. As we're ready to get underway here at the Corn Palace. For both of these teams, game number 16 on the season. Game 16 of 20, and we're underway. Stabner wins the tip. Lauren Van Overshield walks it up past half court. It's Colonel's ball moving across the floor from left to right. Both teams very similar. Drive by Stabner. They both average 46 a game and give up 45 a game. And we're going to get a foul here 13 seconds in. For Mitchell, Addie Seamson driving on the left side. And we're going to get a foul on Maddie Rohde, her first team's first. So right off the bat, foul on Maddie Rohde. And the Colonels will get a fresh 35 here, and we get another whistle. This will be a five-second call. Eddie Seamson unable to get that ball inbounds before the five seconds, so a turnover here on Mitchell's first possession. A little bit of full-court pressure. Watertown throws it right side. They get it above here to Jade Lund. Now they work it around the perimeter, top of the key to Miranda Faulkner. Here's a three. That one's way off the mark by Jade Lund on the right wing. Rebound for Stabner. She'll push it, drive left side. This one off glass, off the side of the glass, unfortunately for her, and that'll be a fast break opportunity here for Watertown. J.D. Young brings it up, and now she throws it away. This one near half court, and Stabner gets the ball. She hands it off right side to Eddie Seamson, and we're finally on the board. Seamson. Gives Mitchell a 2-0 lead. Both teams with a couple of turnovers here in the first minutes. Watertown beats that Mitchell pressure. Jade Lund on the left side. Kicks it back out here to Jada Young. And we'll see how many points, uh, points we get tonight with that low-scoring game last year and some early turnovers. 2-0 Mitchell. 6.45 to go in this opening quarter. Here's a drive by Jada Young, left baseline, left it a little bit short, and gets her own rebound, fighting for it. And Van Overshield, she was the last one to touch it. Van Overshield goes down. She's a bit ginger to get up. And also Jada Young got tripped up there. His old dangerous spill here right in front of us in the left corner. 6.39 to go. 35 on the shot clock here for the Arrows, looking for their first points tonight. Maddie Rohde in the right corner. Now pushes it left side. Here's Young. Now in the right wing. Rohde right in front of the Mitchell bench. Good defense here for Mitchell. They'll primarily play a 2-3 zone, and that'll be a turnover. Traveling on Maddie Rohde. Shifted her feet there in that right corner. So 6-24 to go in this opening quarter. A little bit of full court pressure here by Watertown. Stabner brings it back up. They back off. And Stabner, Mitchell's best player, averages 14 points, 10 rebounds a game. He was a second-team All-Stater last year as a sophomore. Entry pass to Stabner, loses it, gets it out to Van Overshield for a three from the right corner. That misses, and off the mark, rebound for Watertown. Watertown gets to Faulkner, a 15-foot jumper left side, no good by the lefty, but an offensive rebound here for Jade Lund. 
And this will give Watertown a second opportunity. Here's a deep three right side. Rohde, that one too strong off the mark. Rebound for Eddie Seamson. 5.40 to go, 5.44 to go, and we are still stuck at 2-0 Mitchell and another foul on Watertown. This will be their second. Fouls on Jada Young, her first. First substitutions here for Mitchell. They'll bring in Allison Meyerink for Delana Hinkle. Meyerink, their best bench player, a 5'10 junior. Averaging around four points and four rebounds. Gives Mitchell some length down low and some rebounding. Coming up on five and a half to go in this opening quarter. Two to nothing, Mitchell. Then Overshield at the top of the key. And they get it in the left corner to Stabner. Here's Carson White for Mitchell. Seamson, a sharpshooter, top of the key. Three, that one just a little bit long. Rebound knocked away. Watertown last one to touch it. I'll say Maddie Rohde touched it last, so it'll stay with Mitchell. Well, Mitchell's getting some good looks early on. Shots aren't falling yet, but a good look for Seamson a while back and a good look for Van Overshield as well. Colonels get it in. Substitution, Emery Theory checks in, the 5'10 sophomore guard. First one off the bench for the arrow. She'll check in for Jade Lund. In uh, zone defense here by Watertown. Both teams playing zone early on. Seamson in the right corner here. 20 to shoot for Mitchell. Then Overshield at the top of the key. They swing it left here to Meyerink who loses it. And that'll be out of bounds. Last touched by Allison Meyerink of the Mitchell Colonels. So 2-0, Sean. These teams combined for all of 62 points last year in the matchup. And we're on a similar place here early. Three minutes gone by, 2-0 Mitchell. Well, we talked about how similar these teams yeah. are, and they're playing very similar defensively as well. Both teams starting with the press defense. Watertown past half court, breaks that Mitchell pressure. Jada Young now right side. Young gets it back on the left wing, fakes a pass. Wide open three, Maddie Rohde right corner. She missed it over the uh, rim in an air ball. Here's a three from the left wing. That is good for Jada Young. Second chance opportunity, 3-2. to two. Watertown takes the lead on the Jada Young triple. That broke an 0-5 start for Watertown to start this game. A really good-looking shot there by Young on the catch-and-shoot. Seamson on the drive right side. That one may have been tipped, left it well short on the drive in the lane. Rebound for Emery Thury. Halfway through this opening quarter, both teams have made one shot. 3-2, Watertown in front. Here's Jada Young on the right wing. Now at the top of the key, drive by Miranda Faulkner, picks up her dribble just inside the arc. Now they get it in the left corner here to Jada Young. She'll drive baseline, run into Sawyer Stabner, and that'll be an offensive foul. Stabner stands her ground, and that'll be the third foul on Watertown. And the uh, second here on Young, so that's a big... Big second foul again. Young leads Watertown, averaging 11 per game, and she's got two quick ones. Nice take there by Sawyer Stabner, standing her ground on that left baseline. Young was just trying to force the issue a little bit there, just do a little one-on-one, let's see if you can beat me kind of a move, and that time Stabner just uh, doing a nice job playing defense, as she always does. Jada Young will check out here with those two fouls, so that'll be a big loss offensively. Colonels throw it away. As Kira Hofer throws it away, that'll be a turnover. Then Seamson knocks it out of bounds for Mitchell, so it'll stay with the arrows. Uh, Jade Lund back in there, the 5'8 junior who got the start. So Young on the bench. You still got Maddie Rohde out there, who averages 10 a game. Your two scores here for Watertown in double digits this season. 
They get it to Rohde, right side, wide open for a three, and she nailed it. You can't leave her open. Hits 33% of her threes, and the Colonels have given up a couple deep ones. They now trail 6-2. Nice shot by Rohde. Really nice job by Watertown. Moving that ball around the arc there and setting up Rohde on a catch and shoot. 3-10 to go. First quarter, 6-2 arrows. Carson White for Mitchell left side. Gets stuck, gets rid of it. Here's Stabner who dribbled it off of her foot. I guess it was off a of Watertown foot. And that goes out of bounds, so it'll stay with the Colonels. We see Avery Munger check in for Watertown, a 5'11 junior. Now she checks in here for Kendall Paulson. Colonel's going to go to the bench. Not, not quite. Lauren Van Overshield will check in here probably maybe for Hofer. Next dead ball. Here's a three left side for Seamson. Back iron no good. Rebound put back is good. Driving in the lane, Sawyer Stabner. Her first points. Colonel's back within two late in the first. Nice job by Stabner just showing awareness following that missed shot. Uh, from the left wing, and it just came right to her in rhythm. All she had to do was drive it to the basket. Slow start for both sides. Kira Hofer picks up the foul. That'll be her first and first on Mitchell. So we see Stadmer to the bench here, and Van Overshield uh, in for her. So when Stadmer's not scoring, the Colonel's offense really struggles. Here's another three by Rody on the right wing. No good. Rebound for Meyerink of Mitchell. She muscles it away and gets it to Seamson, who brings it up past half court. Nice job by Meyerink, not panicking there and finding the open uh, Seamson out there in the right corner. 2.25 to go, first quarter, 6-4, to four, Watertown in front. Meyerink gives to Van Overshield, the wide open lane, layup is good with the left hand. I think I was surprised and she was surprised. She had a clear shot to the basket. Yeah, really nice job by the Colonels, good execution offensively and nice cut to the basket by Van Overshield. Maddie Rohde leaves it off right side, we'll get a foul and there'll be free throws upcoming for Avery Munger. 2.06 to go. Second foul on Mitchell. As Stabner ready to check back in. Allison Meyerink picks up her first foul. Team second. Free throw. Munger hits the first one. So bench points here for the Arrows. Stabner in for Hofer. Back in for Watertown. Miranda Faulkner checks in as Jade Lund goes to the second bench for the second time in the quarter. Second free throw is good. Munger hits both of them. Gives Watertown the lead here at 8-6. Two minutes to go. First quarter. Colonels having trouble getting it past half court. Finally do. Nice give and go. Right corner. Seamson pops a three. That one is no good. Watertown fights for the rebound. They come up with it with Faulkner. Again, a lot of good looks at three. The Colonels not able to get any to go down here in this first quarter. Maddie Rohde. Switches it left side. Here's a drive by Faulkner in the lane from 10 feet out left. It's short rebound for Meyerink. He got tipped away, but the Colonels maintain possession. With these teams, don't have a lot of size. Meyerink's done a nice job rebounding here in this first quarter. Minute 20 to go. 8-6, Watertown in front. Stabner at the top of the key for the Colonels. Down low, good position. Meyerink on the layup. An outstanding start off the bench for Allison Meyerink as we're tied at eight. Really nice find by Stabner. Great pass as uh, she got positioned down low in the post and made it easy. Just a little turn around and put that layup in. We're tied at eight. Minutes ago here in this first quarter. Inside, layup attempts, count it, and the foul. Emery Thurry, the 5'10 sophomore for Watertown, her first points tonight. Both teams now with three team fouls. Fouls on Meyerink, so that is 
Meyerink second, so it's been such a good start for Meyerink off the bench. Couple points, couple rebounds, but now she'll have two fouls. Nice shot there by Thury, just uh, getting good position there, down low in the post, a nice entry pass too. She misses the free throw, but a long rebound. Watertown comes up with it, and it'll stay with the arrows on the possession arrow. Stabner had it for a second, but then Miranda Faulkner came up with it. They tied her up, and it'll stay here with Watertown. So a second chance opportunity, chance to maybe make this a four- or five-point possession. 10-8, Watertown in front with the ball. 50 seconds to go, first quarter at the Corn Palace tonight. And number 22, Grace Corey, she checks in for Watertown. Faulkner on the right side, Rody at the free throw line. They work it left side here to Paulson. Cross-court pass, right wing here with 14 to shoot. They get it at the free throw line for Faulkner, drives left. Good defense there by Hinkle. Altered the shot, and she misses it. Stabner comes up with it. And again, Sean, 20 seconds to go. No shot clock. Colonels aren't going to hold for final shot. We know that. Seems that one may be blocked well short on the three from the left, uh, left corner. 10 seconds to go. No shot clock. Watertown, they'll get final shot. Up 10 to 8. Here's Corey on the uh, corner. They kick it out to beat the buzzer. Paulson does, but it's an air ball. Oh, put back. Count it. They'll count the basket. Offensive rebound by Grace Corey just in time. There are a couple tenths of a second to go. So a good start, and that's why you hold for final shot. 12-8. to eight. Watertown in front here at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter coming up next. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to the Colonels and Arrows on KORN and KWAT. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. Travis Grins and Shawn Michaels at the Corn Palace tonight. Colonels down here 12 to 8 after the first quarter. A buzzer beater at the layup there for Watertown to take a four-point lead. Colonels start with possession. Moving across the floor from left to right. Stabner at the foul line. They get it to Seamson, a three in the right corner. That's an air ball over everything. Hinkle fighting for it for Mitchell. Watertown comes up with possession. Maddie Rohde, she'll push it for the arrows. And a low-scoring first quarter. Teams uh, finally got going there in that second half of the quarter. Here's a drive by Rohde. She's blocked by Hinkle. Kick out for three. That one is good from the left wing for Miranda Faulkner. Three three-pointers for Watertown, and now they lead by seven. Largest lead tonight. And Colonels can't hit a three-pointer. In Watertown, uh, three of their five made field goals have been threes. Here's a three in the le- on the right wing for Van Overshield. She connects. Well, just as I say that, Colonels on the board with the three. And they get the turnover. Watertown loses it. Stabner comes up with it. In the lane, five feet out, misses the easy bunny. We get a tie-up, and it'll be Watertown ball. So not able to get possession on that one. 6.51 to go in the half. Watertown leads 15-11. Timeout here on the floor. We'll keep it here. What do we got for uh, first quarter stats there, Sean? Is uh, uh, Watertown leading this game by four, mainly because of their three-point shooting. Yeah, pretty close as far as the shooting percentage. Mitchell 36% at the end of one. 
Watertown 31%. Uh, each team made just four baskets in that first quarter, and then they open up this quarter, each making a, a three. So, you know, pretty interesting start to this game. I think both teams still kind of filling things out. Uh, nice shot there by Van Overshield to start this quarter. You know they want to get her going and anyone else that can hit those threes. That was good ball movement by the Colonels on that first possession. Just uh, some quick passing and then getting Van Overshield an open look over on the right side there because she's a rhythm shooter, loves that catch and shoot. And uh, Mitchell hanging in there even though the offense isn't quite there yet. Just one other double-A girls game tonight. It's uh, Aberdeen Central hosting Huron. Looking for an update on that. So we'll see and we can get you an update on that by halftime. Big game as far as this game and that game uh, for that 8, 9, and 10 seed between Huron, Mitchell, and Watertown. Huron, or excuse me, Watertown calls the timeout. They lead 15-11, Watertown possession. 6.30 to go here in the half. Jada Young, it's tipped away, but right back in the hands of Young. Wide open three by Lund in the left corner, and she hits one. Four three-pointers for uh, Watertown. They now lead again by seven. That three-point shot's been killing Mitchell tonight. Water Mitchell works it around left side. Seems to now in the right corner to Stabner. Van Overshield loses it momentarily at the top of the key. And Colonels have had a tough time getting anything here offensively. Missed 11 points in the first 10 minutes. Nice pass underneath, layup. Oh, Stabner missed it badly on the left side. Missed everything and went right over the rim. They found her open under the basket, unable to uh, finish. Good position here for Watertown, up 18-11. 5.40 to go in this first half. They work around right side. Here's another three, in and out no good for Jada Young. Stabner on the rebound. Hey, See, why not little heat check that yeah. time for Young because they're... They're all the, the Watertown arrows are doing hitting their threes pretty well so far in this first half. And these are good looks. It's not like they're just you know getting lucky. I mean, these are wide open shots, and they are knocking them down. Colonel's got to get better around that three-point line defensively. Stabner at the top of the key. Here's a back to Stabner from Simpson. They work it around right side. Van Overshield three, right corner. That one's too long. Rebound for Watertown. Seems like Mitchell can't get much inside against this zone defense. Seven-point Watertown lead, late first half. Maddie Rohde on the right side, she'll drive. Nice move up and under, that one goes down. A friendly rim right there. Maddie Rohde's got uh, five. This one getting out of hand here, 20-11, Watertown in front. Well, now the arrows are starting to beat them inside and outside, getting layups and then hitting the threes. So kind of pick your poison here for the Colonels' D. Three, Seamson left wing, that is short, bounces again off the... Rim and the top of the backboard goes out of bounds. It'll stay with Mitchell. Watertown touched it last. Colonels a misfired on the last four shots and last six of seven. Emery Theory checks in for Watertown as Miranda Faulkner goes to the bench with three points. 4.30 to go in the half. Colonels trailing here 20-11, largest deficit of the half. They're being outscored in this quarter. 8-3. And Colonels can't get anything going against this defense. Maddie Rohde knocks out of bounds. It'll stay with Mitchell. And Colonel just kind of working around the perimeter from left to right. And zone defense giving him trouble. Maddie Rohde checks out. Mitchell tends to be a little bit better with fast break opportunities. Mm -hmm. Sometimes their offense gets a little sluggish in the half court when they have to pass it around a little bit. But they just haven't had many fast break opportunities here tonight. Allison Meyerink checks in. She's got two fouls for Mitchell as Delana Hinkle to the bench. 
Ten to shoot for the Colonels. Down by nine. Van Overshield top of the key. They get it down low to Meyerink right side. And we're going to get a foul underneath. A rare foul in the first half. This goes against Kendall Paulson of Watertown. Her first team's fourth. I don't think the Colonels have been to the line here in this first half. They have not. Watertown's only been there twice. They're two for three so far, and Mitchell's still waiting for their first chance. We've seen some a few sequences where players are hitting the floor, but not all the whistles are being called. Well, the Colonels uh, get possession here with the fresh 35. Get it to Van Overshield on the right side. Seamson in the right corner. She'll drill it out. Jade Lund checks out as Maddie Rohde right back out there, so a quick breather for her. Stabner, top of the key to Simpson, who drives inside. Now to Wyke in the left corner. She's stuck. Cross-court pass right side to Van Overshield here with 14 to shoot. They get it inside to Meyerink, who's double-teamed, and we get another foul. Maybe the best strategy is just to give it to Meyerink, and they'll foul her, and we'll take up the next 337 second straight foul on Watertown. Yeah, both teams doing pretty well as far as foul trouble goes. I mean, now Watertown's up to five, so now Mitchell's getting close to bonus time, but only three team fouls for Mitchell. Grace Corey picks up the foul, her first, team's fifth. Here's a three, right side, wide open, Seamson too strong. Again, a good look, she had some space. Mitchell struggling mightily from three here tonight. They missed five straight shots, a little cold spell going on here in the second quarter. Long possession, Colonel's unable to score. 2011, Watertown in front, 315 to go in the first half. Got Rohde on the right side, now top of the key. Now on the right side. They like that right side. Rohde now drives the lane on the right side. Kick out, no foul there. A three-pointer. It's an air ball. Put back though by number 22, Grace Corey. She was fouled, and she'll go to the line to shoot two. Sawyer Stabner picks up her first foul. Team's fourth. Stabner fouled out uh, with about two minutes to go against Aberdeen on Tuesday. That was the big uh, change in that game with two minutes left. Free throw in and out, no good for Corey. So it stays 2011 Watertown. Miranda Faulkner returns. She'll check in for Paulson. Corey, second free throw. This one no good as well. 0-2 that trip from the line. That one off the back iron. Carson White with the rebound. Stabner brings it up. Under three minutes to go. First half. Colonel's got to get going offensively. Down 20-11. Then Overshield in the right corner. Now they work it around the middle. Now to Kiera Hofer who checks in. Hofer in for Seamson. Down low pass high for Meyerink. Gives it right back to Van Overshield. Now eight seconds to shoot. Kiera Hofer left wing. Five seconds to shoot. Here's White top of the key. And Watertown bails Mitchell out with four to shoot. Colonels had nothing going offensively that possession. Jada Young on the foul, and that is her third. Watertown's leading scorer, Jada Young, with three fouls. Sixth on Watertown. Again, can you manufacture some offense if you Mitchell get to that foul line? One more foul would put you in the bonus here with just over two minutes to go. Stabner on the left wing. Hofer thinks about a three. She'll drive. Kick out right side to Carson Wyke. Nothing there. Now down low to Meyerink. Dribbles left. Layup is good. There you go. Allison Meyerink with four points. Just over two minutes to go in the half. Colonels cut the lead down to seven. 20 to 13. 
Inside here at the foul line for Watertown. Here's Grace Corey who loses it momentarily. Stabler knocks it away, but Rohde comes up with it along two, and she nailed it. Like her foot was right on the three-point line. Maddie Rohde with seven to lead everybody tonight. 22-13, Watertown back up by nine here with a minute 40 to go in the half. That's when you thought Watertown or uh, Mitchell may get that turnover. Here's a three by Carson White. That one's too strong on the left corner, and the arrow's going to slow it down here for the chance to go up by double digits. It's been a good first half on both sides here for Watertown. Got Grace Corey at the top of the key. Here's Rohde in the left side. Left corner to Theory. Now on the right side, a drive. No uh, contact, no foul. That one was left short by Grace Corey. She had a wide-open 15-footer if she wanted it, but she decided to drive the lane instead. So 60 seconds left here, first half. Colonel's down nine. They've only scored five points here in this second quarter. Meyerink left side, way too strong. That one's over everything. And Watertown with another rebound. Seems like Watertown dominating on the boards with two teams that don't have a ton of size. 40 seconds to go. Colonels knock it out of bounds. Meyerink touched it last. As Watertown tries to get it inside to Emery Thury. Substitution for the Colonels. Addie Seamson back in for Van Overshield. And for Watertown, they'll bring back Avery Munger. Munger in the ballgame. She's got a couple free throws in the first half. 30 seconds to go. Munger underneath. Stamer going to take it away from her in a turnover. As that one was a tie-up. And possession arrow towards Mitchell. Here we go, Sean. 30 seconds. There is no shot clock. Mitchell can hold for the final shot of a quarter, of a half. They never do. Will they hear? Maybe. Stabner walks it up. 20 seconds to go. Colonel's down 22-13. Stabner gets it to Seamson at the top of the key. 12 seconds left. Stabner on the left side. Seamson at three with 10 seconds to go, and they missed it. Long rebound for White. Seven seconds to go. White puts up a deep one in the right corner, and she hits it. There we go. That's how the first half will end. Carson White in the right corner from 15 feet out. So the Colonels do, in fact, hold for a final shot, and they make it. 22-15, Watertown in front here at the end of the first half. Good first half for Maddie Rohde, their 5'7 senior guard. She's got a game-high seven for Watertown. Nobody else with more than three for the Arrows. Meanwhile, for Mitchell, they've got five points from Lauren Van Overshield. Four off the bench from Allison Meyer, Inc., and just two apiece from Stabner, Wyke, and Seamson. Look at some other scores from around the state and recap this first half. We're back in three minutes from the Corn Palace as Watertown leads Mitchell 22-15. Have you been told the older years are golden? For someone with a hearing loss, they are not golden, but silent and lonely. Are you noticing yourself or someone you love not partaking in conversations of life? Did you know not being able to hear others may lead to dementia? If you cannot hear or understand what someone is saying to you, or you are isolating from others and thus may be decreasing your ability to think, you need to get your hearing tested and begin the journey to re-engaging in life again. We are Hearing Plus 605-996-0281. Hearing Plus LLC and so much more. 
Halftime here at the Corn Palace. Uh, Colonel Girls Basketball tonight on KORN News Radio in Mitchell and KWAT in Watertown. Low scoring first half, 22 to 15. Watertown in front as uh, we recap this first half here, Sean. And uh, 22 points if you're Mitchell, you can live with that. I mean, you can win a lot of games uh, holding teams to 22 points, but uh, the issue tonight's been, they, uh, been the offense for the Colonels. Yeah, just couldn't really get any kind of offensive flow going in that first half. I mean, they had a lot of misfires on threes, so they were getting some good looks. Uh, didn't really get a chance to attack the inside much. I guess Watertown's defense just really uh, shut that down for the most part. Sawyer Stabner had a couple of drives, but, you know, she kind of looked like she was a little bit uncomfortable at times and couldn't really get herself into the game. She had a couple of opportunities off steals to get mm -hmm. some points, and you know, we saw her miss a layup that was right underneath the basket, and you just don't see that very often. So uh, I think she's kind of struggling tonight, kind of getting herself into this game. But yeah, it has been a slugfest so far. Mitchell shooting 30% from the floor in that first half, going 7 out of 23 so far. And, you know, Watertown not much better, going 36%, going 8 out of 22 from the floor. Uh, Watertown winning the rebound battle so far, 10 to 9. Uh, free throws have almost been non-existence. Watertown just two out of five. Mitchell has not been to the free throw line, and that that's something you just don't see very often, no matter what the situation is. A, a team not at the free throw line at all for an entire half, and you know we've seen this Colonel team enough times to know that a lot of their offense comes from the free throw line. So I expect that to change in the second half, and you know both teams can also say they took good care of the basketball. Mm -hmm. Just four turnovers for Watertown. And just three for Mitchell in that first half. Yeah, Mitchell was very good at the line versus Aberdeen. They were 15 of 20 uh, in that loss, uh, 55 to 48 two nights ago. Uh, so far, so good here for the Arrows. Seven points from Maddie Road, and they've got to three points apiece from Jada Young, Miranda Faulkner, and Jade Lund. All of those uh, players have hit three-pointers uh, for Watertown. Uh, again, the Arrows looking to get back to eight and eight. Mitchell looking to stay above 500. Colonels enter this game at 8-7. and seven. Uh, No update thus far on uh, the other game of importance, uh, Aberdeen Central hosting Huron uh, tonight. So I think both teams here at the Corn Palace want to Aberdeen to defeat Huron here later on tonight. Uh, some other scores from around the state. Uh, in uh, A basketball, number one Hamlin blows out Duel 60-24. Sanborn Central Woonsocket picks up a win as they double up Bridgewater Emery 50 uh, to 24. A uh, fairly light night of basketball here for a, a Thursday. And again, this game not even originally on the schedule because this was supposed to be played uh, in early December a couple of different times, but it was postponed twice due to winter weather. So that's why uh, we're playing this game. This is supposed to be an off night for both of these teams, but uh, they play here on a Thursday. Looking at the uh, Class B scoreboard, uh, Canastota defeats Gayville Vollen 44 to 33. Uh, Aberdeen Ron Colley defeats Aberdeen Christian 52 to 19, and Avon defeats Trip Delmont Armour 51 uh, to 49 in that one. That's just a two-point game uh, with Avon picking up the victory. Uh, we'll take uh, one more time out here in our uh, halftime show. Again, it's being brought to you here on KORN by Farm Bureau Financial Services, Rocky Newenhouse, Watertown with a 22-15 lead here at the half. We're back in three minutes on KORN and KWAT. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. 
We've been turning one big idea after another into biofuel and high-quality animal feed for years. Poet's vision is to reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible, all while sharing your values for sustainable land and a clean environment. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. It's the Mitchell Colonels and Watertown Arrows tonight, live here at the Corn Palace. Watertown leads 22-15. An update from Aberdeen. Aberdeen Central leading here on 23-20. That one at halftime. Man, if Mitchell can just come back in the second half, win this game, they'd have the number eight seed here on lose. Put Mitchell in a good spot. Again, their last four games, very difficult. And they're at uh, Sioux Falls, Washington next Tuesday. They have to go to Pierre, who's, what, number three? That's the next Friday night, and they finish with uh, Gauntlet of at Brandon Valley and home versus O'Gorman. So, again, if Mitchell could just win one of those games, that would be huge. They get that 10-win point, 10-win mark, finish the year 10-10, and 10, get that 8-seed, maybe the 9-seed, go to, go to Huron. I think Mitchell, if they have to go on the road, they would prefer to go to Huron in that Sodak 16. Second half ready to go for the Colonels. It'll be Hinkle, Van Overshield, Stabner, Wyke, and Seamson. Watertown will get the ball first here with Rohde, Young, Faulkner, Paulson, and Lund. Watertown possession going across the court from left to right. Maddie Rohde had a nice first half. Seven points for her. Nearly already to her season average of 10. Watertown opening possession. Top of the key here to Kendall Paulson, who was scoreless in the first half. Here's a drive by Faulkner, and that one's tipped away and blocked by Stabner in the lane. Stabner starts the break and gets it back from Carson Wyke. So good defense for Mitchell here, getting that turnover. Yeah, really nice job by Stabner staying with it and uh, blocking that shot without picking up a foul. And, you know, normally the Colonels love to run and transition off plays like that, but the Watertown defense got back. Three for Carson White, top of the key, missed it. Hinkle with the offensive rebound. She loses it, and Watertown touched it last. It'll be Mitchell possession with 35 on the shot clock. A great look at the top of the key for Carson White. She was wide open. Yeah, and uh, quite often she knocks those down. I mean, she's one of their you know, best shooters when it comes to uh, being beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. But so far tonight, for some reason, the Colonels' three-point shooting has just not found its stride yet. Stabner for three. She can make it. This one a little bit short. She's getting better at that. She's hit a couple this year. And she left it short. Minute gone by. We're still at 22-15 Watertown. Early third quarter. Here's Emery Thury on the drive right side. She is bumped. They're going to count the basket. They're going to count it. A long discussion whether or not to count it. I think they are. What do we got? Apparently not. That was a long discussion. They're not going to count the basket. So foul is on the floor. Theory made the layup, but they're not going to count it. And this is on Stabner, her second foul. Team's first of the uh, half. So good news for Mitchell. That one was very close to a continuation. Here's a three in the left corner. That one is no good by Paulson. And Stabner slow to get up as she was fouled after the rebound. Again, Colonels need Stabner in this game. I know she's only got two points, but Stabner is fouled. Let's see, that one will be on Emery Thury, her first, and Watertown's first. And again, Colonels have to get to the foul line. I still, uh, they have not been there yet. I mean, we're going to be 
well into the second half, and the Colonel's not uh, shooting any free throws. Seems on the left wing for Mitchell. Down seven. 6.30 to go in this third quarter. Low-scoring ball game here tonight. Seamson has a good look, pops it from the left elbow. It's short. Put back for Stabner is good. Second opportunity is. Well, there you go. Stabner with the offensive rebound. And here comes a fast break, wide open layup. Colonel's unable to get back on defense. And Emery Thury lays it in easily. Back and forth we go, 24-17. I think Seamson wants the ball here. She's wide open. Nobody within like 10 feet of her. Hinkle misses the layup right side. Colonel's just missed. Uh, Seamson from that left corner. She couldn't have made any more motions. She couldn't have made it more obvious that she wanted that basketball. No, she was doing jumping jacks out there on the left wing trying to get someone's attention. Right corner three. That is good. It leads up to 10 for Watertown. Kendall Paulson, her first points tonight. Five three-pointers for the Arrows as they lead 27-17. Interesting. Coach Brooks is letting them play through even though they're now down by double digits. Stabner in the right corner gets it down low to Van Overshield. Now on the left side here to Seamson with 18 to shoot. Where are the points coming from for Mitchell? They have just 17 here late to early in this third quarter. Drive by Carson White. Stops about 10 feet out. Got to get rid of it. Nowhere to go. Gets it to Seamson. Beats the buzzer. Not one no good in the lane. And boy, this Colonel offense just stagnant. Not doing anything. Fast break here for Watertown. Lund on the left elbow. A deep three for Rohde. That one is in and out. That one was halfway in. Boy, that would have made it a 13-point game. Great look by Maddie Rohde. She was way out there on the left wing. Here's a drive by Stabner in the lane. Off the glass and good. That's what Mitchell's got to do tonight. Nothing else is working. Stabner now with six. Also on the defensive side, second time this has happened. Colonel's got to get back on defense. Leads up to a wide-open layup for Paulson. Colonels need a timeout. They got to fix that off of a made basket, too. That's happened twice. All Watertown tonight leading 29 to 19. 4.25 to go in the third. We'll take a quick timeout. We're back in 30 seconds from the Corn Palace. Hello. Here's to welcoming moments, big and small, embracing the unexpected, savoring life. At Avera, our nationally recognized health system will be right here with you, ready for anything. We listen to your goals and help you achieve them with care and coverage. We'll move you forward through sickness and health and every milestone in between. Avera, moving health forward. Learn more at avera.org forward. Watertown looking for their eighth win of the season, looking to give Mitchell their eighth loss. Thus far, uh, you say Watertown somewhat dominating here, Sean, up 29 to 19. They, they pretty much, they've been better in every aspect tonight. Well, it just kind of feels like they're executing better, and the Colonel's defense just absolutely fell asleep and did not see Paulson just going uh, to the other side of the court easily. I mean, you just don't see that beating a defense that badly after a made basket. 29-19, halfway through this third quarter. Inside to Stabner, Carson Wyke with the three from the right corner. That one is no good. Rebound for Watertown. The Colonels, cold shooting from the outside continues. Here's another pass underneath. Layup is good. Count it and the foul. Emery Theory on the layup. And again, kind of a similar pass there. 
they get uh, something on that left side and, and going in transition, a long pass, and a, a pretty clean path to the basket. Yeah, that was just a good-looking drive and nice uh, athletic move there by Thury in the lane and uh, nice job on the finish. Thury misses the free throw, and but uh, Watertown gets the rebound. Jada Young on the board. Foul was the second on Mitchell and the third on Allison Meyerink. 3.45 to go in the third. Now Aberdeen up, or excuse me, Watertown up by a dozen. Now we're going to get another foul on Mitchell, their third. I believe this will be on Van Overshield. Lauren Van Overshield's first. Substitution here for Mitchell. They're going to go to the 5'7 sophomore, Mackenzie Peterson. And she checks in for Myrink. Watertown with a couple of uh, substitutions as well. Rohde stays out there. Faulkner comes in off the bench. Faulkner on the drive. That one was missed. Oh, that one was halfway down as well inside the lane. Colonel's down a dozen. Here with 3.30 to go in the third. Colonel just needs something offensively. It's been a dreadful knock for the Colonels. Peterson on the right wing. Your best bet, I would say, just to give it to Stabner and say drive. That's about all Mitchell can do right now. Seamson top of the key. Van Overshield right wing here with eight to shoot. And it's deep in the shot clock. They knock it out of bounds. Watertown knocks it out with five to shoot. Been a lot of possessions. We've had it late in the shot clock. Just nothing going here. This, this might be one of Mitchell's worst offensive games that we've seen here this season. Yeah, very, very sluggish. I mean, they've had some quarters with lulls, but this has been consistent all night. Stamer will go to the line to shoot two. That's what you got to do. Seamson found her underneath the basket, and she was fouled. Well, and credit Watertown's defense, too. I mean, they're just making the Colonel's offense really uncomfortable and just challenging everything. Grace Corey picks up her second foul as Stabner makes the free throw. And that is the first Colonel free throw attempt in this game with 3.06 to go in the third. Unbelievable. Two fouls now on Watertown. Stabner's second attempt is good as well. So Stabner with eight, and we give away that player of the game, that ball and Culver certificate. And I guess you have to go with Stabner. She's got eight, eight of the 21. Meyerink was having a good first half, but she's got three fouls. Ten-point lead, still plenty of time for Mitchell. 2.50 to go, but a wide-open lane layup. Oh, missed badly by Jada Young. She'd want that back. Leads to a wide-open layup for Seamson. Count that one. So there we go. Look at that. Eight-point lead all of a sudden. Transition That's basket. I mean, they haven't had much no. of that tonight, but this time they got back defensively. Well done. Two and a half to go third quarter. Colonels trim the Watertown lead down to eight. 31-23. Young in the lane. They kick it out to Maddie Rohde. Rohde had seven in the first half. Scoreless here in the third. Right corner wide open. Paulson. There's going to be Faulkner drove for the 15-foot jumper. And we get a whistle underneath. This will go against Watertown, their third foul. This goes against uh, Corey, her third. Again, can you get into the bonus early in the fourth quarter if you're Mitchell? Both teams with three fouls. Emery Thurry checks in. Here is Rohde goes to the bench. You also see Grace Lund in for Watertown. So three changes here for the Arrows. See if the Colonels can take advantage. Watertown going deeper on the bench here with Lund and uh, Paulson. She's the starter still out there. And the zone defense giving Mitchell trouble. Drive by Seamson. Peterson underneath. Van Overshield. Can she kick it out? Wide open. Three-pointer. 
Seamson, short. That one would have made it a five-point game. And Watertown down hard is Jada Young. She is slow to get up. Van Overshield picks up the foul. Her second team's fourth. Kind of seemed like Young just kind of fell down. I don't know if Van Overshield uh, made contact with her or not, but she'll pick up the foul. It wasn't a big bump, that's for sure. Just kind of gradually made her fall backwards, and she lost her balance. Paulson misses the layup. Stabner starts the break. Stabner right side out of control. She's going to pick up the offensive foul. Stabner with her third personal. Kind of out of control right there. Missed the layup. Colonels don't like it, but that's now the fifth foul on Mitchell and the third on Stabner. Again, Colonels have had opportunities there. That would have made it. A six-point game, Seamson's three. The previous possession could have made it a five-point game, so Watertown leaving the door open for Mitchell to make a run. Late third quarter, layup drive on the left side. That one is shortened by the Arrows. Rebound for Stabner. Again, Colonels down by eight. Have had plenty of opportunities to cut into this lead. Down by as many as 12 in this third quarter. 31-23, just over a minute to go here until the fourth. Carson Wyke has it. Near the top of the key, here's Peterson. Now right side to Stabner, who drives, and we get a foul. It'll be on Miranda Faulkner, her first, Watertown's fourth. So we'll see what uh, the free throw situation is in this fourth quarter. Mitchell with five team fouls, Watertown with four. Jada Young will check out. Colonels have done a nice job on her. She averages 11 a game. She only has three through three quarters. Colonels down eight. Van Overshield gets the high pass. Seamson thinks about a three. Does not shoot it. Back to Carson Wyke. And here's Peterson on the left wing with 20 to shoot. Wyke top of the key. Seamson three. Right corner. Good. Seamson now with seven. Colonels now down by five with 30 seconds to go. Big shot by Seamson. The Colonels badly needed that basket to go down. And, you know, it's only a matter of time for Seamson. I mean, she's really good at hitting those threes. It just hasn't been there most of this game. No shot clock. End of the third quarter. 20 seconds to go. Watertown up by five. Drive right side by Rody. Kick out three. Left corner wide open. Good. Grace, you're going to be Jade Lund with two three-pointers. Eight seconds to go here for Mitchell, down by eight. Ben Overshield trapped at half court. It's a turnover. They're going to have time. Two seconds, one second. Layup, good if it counts. It is. Another buzzer beater at the end of a quarter. That one's to Miranda Faulkner. So twice tonight, Watertown with shots with under a second left. That's big on the scoreboard. It could be 32-26. Instead, it's 36-26. Yeah, those, those last, like, 15, 20 seconds could not have gone worse for Mitchell because they got the three, then Watertown answered with a quick three, and then the Colonels had the turnover at midcourt. A 5 nothing run in the final 10 seconds or so for Watertown. Arrows in front, 36-26 as we head to the fourth. We're back in 30 seconds on KORN and KWAT. 
This is Austin, store manager of Runnings in Mitchell. We'll help you gear up for the cold with layers of winter clothing, coveralls, boots, and gloves. Get whatever you'll need, from ice melt and shovels to snowblowers. We have it at Runnings. If staying in is the plan, we've got loads of toys, games, and all kinds of feed and feeders for wildlife. If you're hunting instead of feeding it, Runnings carries about 900 firearms. Everything from rifles and handguns to BB guns. You need it, we've got it at Runnings in Mitchell. You're listening to Mitchell and Watertown Girls Basketball tonight, live at the Corn Palace. I'm Travis Krins alongside Sean Michaels. 36-26, Watertown in front. They were up by 7 at the half. They now extend their lead to 10 as we start the fourth quarter. Watertown, they led by as many as 12, and then Mitchell cut it down to 5. But a 5-0 run in the final 10 seconds or so gives Watertown the 10-point lead just like that. So any momentum Mitchell may have had, that is all but gone. Would have looked a lot better for the Colonels down by five here. This one dribbled off of a Watertown foot, so it'll stay with Mitchell. Yeah, that was such a fast swing in momentum. Colonels finally got that big three they've been waiting and waiting this whole game for from Seamson over on that right wing. And then Watertown answered so quick, and then the Colonels turn it over at midcourt, and that turns into a buzzer beater. I mean, that's just really bad luck for Mitchell. For Mitchell, they've got uh, Stabner and Seamson along with Hofer, Peterson, and Wyke. Here's a three in the right in the left corner by Seamson. She hits that one. So back-to-back threes for Seamson. She now has a game-high 10. Here's three-pointer Watertown answers. Miranda Faulkner from the right corner. Wow, another great answer by the Arrows. The Colonels just can't get a run going. 39-29, 7-10 to go in the game. This one in the backcourt. Watertown going to steal it and lay it in. Fast break opportunity. Jada Young on the layup. 41-29. This ties the largest lead for Watertown in the game. Just under seven minutes to go. Well, and whoever was trailing that play for the Colonels needed to get back there and touch that ball, even if it was a backcourt violation, to avoid that fast break. Seamson three. Why not? Top of the key a little bit too strong. An odd bounce. Rebound to Watertown. Stabner nearly comes up with the steal. Maddie Rohde. Brings it up. Here's a drive right side. Layup. Boy, this one's getting out of hand. Layup by Faulkner. She's got 10 points for the Arrows, and now it's a 14-point lead. Colonel's going to call the timeout. 6.28 to go. Watertown looks like they're going to go to 8-8. Eight eight. Colonel's going to drop to 8-8, eight and, eight and unless something dramatically changes uh, here late in this one. Watertown leads 43-29 with just 6.28 to go. We're back in a quick 30 seconds from the Corn Palace. The cheering fans, the whistle blows, the ball bounces on the court, the clock ticks, and we realize all the sounds of the game. If you have difficulties with any of these sounds or hearing others, it's time to see Dr. Patricia Larson-Shields, Mitchell's only audiologist. She can help you hear all the sounds of the game. Get into the game of hearing and enjoy the sounds you are missing. Hearing Plus LLC of Mitchell. We're hearing plus and so much more. Colonel basketball on KORN and I guess uh, Watertown basketball if you're listening on KWAT. It's all Watertown tonight here, 43-29. And just two minutes ago, Sean, game time. This was a five-point game. And uh, just a minute ago, this was a seven-point game. But... Uh, Watertown, they always seem to have an answer. Whenever Mitchell tries to make a little bit of a run, uh, Watertown is right back with a three or, or an easy layup. 
Well, the big difference that stands out to me in this game is uh, Watertown a little bit better from three. I mean, they've been just more consistent from deep in this game. The Colonels finally had something going with Seamson uh, in this second half going into the fourth quarter, but Watertown just been a little bit more consistent here tonight. Colonels with three three-pointers, but two of them have been from Addy Seamson in the last two minutes. Meanwhile, Watertown has seven from three. It's a huge difference. You get 15-point advantage from three. Look at the scoreboard. It's a 14-point game. Another steal, another layup for Jada Young. Colonels now be becoming sloppy with the basketball, leading to easy Watertown baskets. Colonels now down 16 with yep. six minutes to go. And Stabner's trapped in the right corner. And Dave Brooks calls the timeout to save his team here from another potential turnover. So 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here. Defense turning into offense there for Watertown, and they have caught fire in this fourth quarter. They now made six straight shots, a couple of those coming in transition after Colonel turnovers, and, you know, just the, the turning point in this game was at the end of that third quarter when Mitchell did get it down to five, and then a couple quick baskets by Watertown carried over into the fourth quarter, and they've had an answer every time the Colonels have hit that big shot. Looks like Aberdeen Central going to win versus Huron. Got 4.30 to go in that one at last check. Aberdeen leading here on 34-23. So they have an 11-point lead with just four and a half to go. So Watertown, they're at number 10. They're looking to get to that eight spot. They're more than, uh, more than welcome to do so because uh, Mitchell, they're down by 16 here, and Huron's probably going to lose tonight. So Watertown Arrows, they want that eight seed for a home game. Got a foul underneath. Meyerink to the floor for Mitchell. This will be the sixth foul on the Arrows. Make it the fifth foul on the Arrows. Emory 32nd. Again, free throws not coming to, not becoming a factor yet. Seamson a three in the right corner. That is good. Seamson with three three-pointers in the second half. I think she's our player of the game. She's got 13. Yeah, she's been keeping the Colonels afloat in this second half. And very, very nice spin on that ball and that shot. 45-32 arrows with 5.25 to go. Starts on the defensive end here for Mitchell. Oh, and Watertown throws it away. Pass. Zigzag. Faulkner threw it away. Her teammate was going to the basket, and she was throwing it around the perimeter. So that gives Mitchell here a shot to maybe make it a 10-point game with another Seamson three. 13-point lead with just over five minutes to go. There's time left in this game, but they need points and they need stops. They got to get hot quickly. Here's a three, Van Overshield, left side. That one is short. Rebound for Meyerink. She was fouled. That'll be six now on Watertown. If you can get in the bonus, may as well shoot every three you got because that's the only way you're going to get back here down 13 with only five minutes to go. Foul is on Paulson, her second, team sixth. Seamson gets it to White, top of the key. Say, let it fly from three. Why not? Here's Van Overshield. She'll drive a 15-foot floater. That one is short. Oh, she was out of bounds. Good job by Jim Haskamp to realize that. As Watertown's Maddie Rohde got the rebound, but her tiptoes were on the sideline. So I'll give Mitchell another shot here. 45-32 Watertown with 4.53 to go. Seamson gets it to Stabner. Back to Seamson. Three, right corner. Air ball. Too strong. 4.45 left. Watertown up by 13. 
Here's a deep three by Rohde. You don't got to shoot that so quickly. Rohde was way out there. Scoreless in the second half. She had seven in the first half. Stabner with the wide open lane. Stops 10 feet out. Seamson a three. Left side. Short. Long rebound. Uh, Stabner somehow got that. Lost it. Timeout. Colonel's going to call one. They've got two left. Ah, they're going to call possession arrow towards the arrows. As Stabner on the ground there comes up. But, yeah, if you're wondering, I mean, boy, Rohde shot that very quickly. And I always say, uh, Sean, can Mitchell score 45 right now? They're down by 13. And if you're Watertown, be patient. Just work that ball around the perimeter. If you get a good shot, take it, but be patient. Let Mitchell play some defense here. Watertown possession, theory underneath. Kick out, here's a three. That one is in and out, no good by Young. Another quick possession, but the Arrows with an offensive rebound. Four minutes to go. Maddie Rohde, a floater left side. She leaves that one short, but another offensive rebound for the Arrows. Colonel's getting killed on the boards. Watertown giving Mitchell every opportunity to get back in this game, but the Colonel's not able to score. That's a problem. And not able to get a defensive rebound. Also a problem. Van Overshield with the steal. She'll steal it. Leads to a wide open layup for Carson White. That is good. Colonel's down 11 with three and a half minutes to go. So that was a long possession for Watertown. They took about 30 plus seconds off the clock. Now you got five team fouls for Mitchell. You don't have to foul yet. You're down 11 here, coming up on three minutes to go. Watertown more patient this time. You got Emery Theory at the top of the key. Now, 10 seconds to shoot. Here's Young. Young at the top of the key. Seems it on her. Five seconds to go. Three in the right corner. Well short. That's an air ball. Put back offensive rebound is good with one second to spare. Grace Corey with her second basket tonight. Colonels did everything perfect except rebound. Well, that ball was an air ball. It just fell right to Corey. She had an easy layup there because she was right where that ball landed off that missed three. 47-34 with 2.30 to go. Carson White gets it down low to Van Overshield. Count it and the foul. Three-point play. Opportunity. Emery Thury picks up her third. And this will put Mitchell in the bonus. Seven fouls on Watertown with 2.30 to go. 47-36. Worth mentioning, this is only the Colonel's third free throw attempt of this game with 2.30 left. Jade Lund back in for Watertown as Kendall Paulson goes to the bench. Van Overshield with seven tonight. Right on her season average, she hits the free throw. Not done yet. 47-37, Watertown in front with the ball. 2.25 to go. Colonel's got to play just about perfect here to pull off this upset. With 215, uh, 2.18 on the clock and a timeout here for Watertown. We're back in 60 seconds. 2.18 to go. Watertown up by 10. We'll take a one-minute timeout back up here at the Corn Palace. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. We've been turning one big idea after another into biofuel and high-quality animal feed for years. Poet's vision is to reduce reliance on foreign energy while giving you the best grain marketing prices possible, all while sharing your values for sustainable land and a clean environment. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell.
Mitchell Colonel basketball tonight on KORN. It's 47-37, Watertown in front. They've pretty much led um, pretty much this entire game. Here with 2.18 to go, Watertown has the ball. Arrows led 12-8 at the end of the first quarter. Led by 7 at halftime and 10 at the start of the fourth quarter. And led by as many as 15 here. Then Overshield goes for the steal. Yeah, Colonel's going for steals now. Seamson with an attempt. Here's a right corner three. That one is short. Rebound underneath. It'll go to Mitchell. So that gives Mitchell an opportunity to make this a single-digit lead. Jade Lund missed the three-pointer. Yeah, the Colonels can come up with a really huge three here and somewhat quickly. This is going to be an interesting finish. Turnover over and back. Van Overshield passed half court and then went back over. And Watertown pressure got to her, so just like that. Well, that wipes out that thought very quickly. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's what it comes down to for the Colonels this year. Just lack of execution in crucial moments. Minute 50 to go. Watertown can just not shoot the ball here. Now they travel. Minute 45 to go. Watertown just so many quick possessions for the Arrows. Travel underneath here on Emory Theory. Again, they can just hold this ball. Like, Mitchell's not going to win this game if you do not turn it over. Take a quick shot. 35 on the shot clock, a minute 45 to go. Like, if you just hold the ball for 35 seconds, Mitchell can't come back, then they'll have to foul. Full court pressure. Stabner has it. Back to Carson White. Past half court with a second to spare. Yeah, Colonel's fortunate. Not losing much time after the Van Overshield turnover, but they still need points quick. You get it down low to Stabner. Kick out. Seamson. Left side in the lane. Tough shot. She made it. Eight-point lead here with a minute 15 to go. It's 47-39. Maybe play one more possession without fouling and hope Watertown either turns it over or shoots it quickly. Well, that was a tough shot by Seamson, no doubt. I mean, in the lane, kind of awkward, and at the last second stretched out for the layup. Underneath, Peterson gets the steal. Bad pass by Lund. Colonel's down eight with a minute to go. Oh, underneath, Colonel's throw it away. Stabner trying to get it to White. Pass was just way too high for Carson White. Again, how many opportunities have Mitchell had here tonight? Down by eight. 54 seconds to go, and now you have to foul. You got two fouls to go to get Watertown in the bonus. You have to foul, and they do. Peterson will pick up the foul for Mitchell. Well, and just this season, too, again, lack of execution in crucial moments. I mean... That's a situation where you get a turnover when you weren't expecting it. You're only down by eight. You have a chance to cut it down to maybe five to with six, a three. Yeah. And you just, you got to execute, you know. You, you can't lose control of the basketball when you cross midcourt. You got to have good, crisp passing. Now you have to foul. There's only a 15-second differential in the game clock and shot clock. Instead, Watertown's going to take a three with 20 on the shot clock. Boy, this, you know, execution on both sides not great. Eight-point lead. Peterson gets it. Peterson loses it. 20 seconds to go. Stabner right side. Colonel is too little, too late. Stabner lays it in. Colonel's got to call a timeout here or something. Stop the clock. 14 seconds to go. 13.8 left. Colonel's make it a six-point game. As things took too long to develop, Watertown again shot it with 18 on the shot clock. They could have ran that thing down. I don't know why Mitchell didn't foul to begin with to save some time, but. Well, now Watertown's at the line. Both teams in the bonus. 
If they can make their free throws, they'll be all right. One and one. Rody misses it. Colonels with the uh, rebound. Ten seconds to go. They knock it out of bounds. You need a three. You need a missed free throw. You need another three to go to overtime. That's the deal. I mean, execution. We just talked about it. Get good execution here. Good passing. You need a three. Get a good three. Get a good look. Watertown up six. Nine seconds to go. Peterson to Seamson. A rainmaker. Oh, nearly made it, but was she out of bounds? I believe she was out of bounds is the call. Right in front of her bench as she caught that one deep in the right corner. That one was a rainmaker. Would have made it a three-point game with about six seconds to go. That's going to wrap it up. Colonels need to steal in the three right here. Not going to get it. They will foul Young here with five seconds left. Six-point game, Sean, and boy, you can go through a dozen different plays for Mitchell of, of how they could have won tonight. Yeah, another game that got away, similar to Tuesday night, just slightly different fashion, but they've had their chances. I mean, they had some open looks. They've, they've had too many turnovers in crucial moments, and it's just it's all about execution. Free throw for Young. She makes that. J.D. Young with eight points for Watertown. Good uh, night for Watertown. Ten points, eight points, seven, six, five through their uh, all uh, five of their starters have scored. Free throws no good. Colonels get the rebound, and Stabner will dribble it up, and that's how this one will end. Did that count? Count it. Stabner with an odd-looking shot. 48-44, your final. Threw it in from about 35 feet out. I guess that beat the buzzer. That makes it even more painful. 48-44, Watertown, your winners tonight. I had a friend I grew up with. He's in Omaha right now. His name is Miles Crumback. I grew up with him. He, uh, high school, five years old, I knew him. His shot looked like that normally. Just an over-the-head missile of a junk shot. Stabner hits the three from about 30-some feet out. So that's what that looked like. I don't know. Do we add that to our arsenal? Because, so. you know, it, it went in. Certainly not, you know, a uh, traditional-looking shot, but just kind of chucking one up with both hands. Almost looked like a pass, like maybe a lob pass style of a, a shot there. But, you know, not the prettiest thing. It went down, but too little, too late. You know, you just couldn't get her regular game going tonight enough to be a factor in this game. 48-44, your final Watertown. They now end a three-game losing streak as they improve to 8-8. Eight and eight. Mitchell, they've now lost uh, two in a row. Colonels have also lost five of seven going back here, back to January. Colonels now at 8-8. Eight and eight. So both teams at 8-8, eight and eight. we'll see how this affects the seed points. See if Watertown, this win was enough to jump Mitchell for number nine. And at last check, Aberdeen Central was leading it home late versus Huron. So Watertown, they've got their eyes on that number eight seed. Uh, Sawyer Stamner finished with 13. That last one put her at 13. Uh, Addie Seamson with 15 for Mitchell. So with Seamson and Stabner, they combined for 28 of Mitchell's 44 tonight. Uh, Lauren Van Overshield, she had eight. Carson Wyke with four. And Allison Meyerink with four here for Mitchell. Getting a lot of balanced scoring here for Watertown. Uh, they only had one player in double figures tonight, and that was just 10 points uh, from Miranda Faulkner. They had eight from Jada Young, seven from Maddie Rohde. All of those were in the first half. Six from Emery Thury. Uh, they had five from Kendall Paulson, four from Grace Corey, and six from Jade Lund, a starter. So very balanced offense tonight for Watertown 
as uh, they were right on their season average. Uh, Watertown averages 46 points a game, and they give up 45. They scored 48 tonight and gave up 44. So we mentioned how close these teams were, uh, points given up, points allowed, points scored, how similar they are in styles of play. And you look at the scoreboard, uh, 48 to 44. This was a case where there's a lot of games where it's you know a 10, 15-point game at the end, but the game was a lot closer than that. This is a game that was only four points difference at the end, uh, but really this game was not that close throughout. Mitchell had their opportunities, uh, but but Watertown led by double digits for most uh, of this uh, of the second half. So four-point uh, uh, win here for Watertown, but uh, game was really a 10 or 12-point game here in the second half. Yeah, and I go back to that, that swing right at the end of the third quarter where Mitchell finally got a big three from Seamson, uh, and then Watertown answered so quick. I mean, they got a, a basket within the next five to ten seconds on the other end, and then Mitchell with a careless turnover at midcourt that turned into a buzzer-beating basket, and that's such a fast swing when Mitchell thought they had a little bit of momentum going into that fourth quarter. And then Watertown built that 15-point uh, lead in the fourth quarter. That was just too much for the Colonels here tonight. So you just wonder what would have happened if, you know, the Colonels executed a little bit better here and there and got the offense going in that first half because the threes weren't falling till the second half. I'm going to go back to something that I've been harping on for the past a couple of games and a couple of weeks uh, here for the Colonels, and that's you know, holding for the final shot when the shot clock is turned off here at the end uh, of a quarter, and that happened twice, and the Mitchell loses by four, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, that first quarter, Colonels did not hold for a final shot when they could have, and Watertown got possession back and scored. And uh, same thing happened at the end of that third quarter. Uh, Watertown, they had an air ball in the uh, right corner, missed the three-pointer, and there was that putback uh, underneath the basket in the final second. Uh, so two buzzer beaters at the end of the first quarter and at the end of the third quarter, and that is ultimately your difference tonight. So every possession and every situation uh, counts here as we get towards the end of the game. And uh, Watertown, two buzzer beaters. That's the difference, 48-44 to 44 here tonight. Uh, see if we can get an update on that uh, Aberdeen Central and Huron scores. They should be uh, at a final right now. Let's see, Aberdeen Central leads here on 39-26. There was just a couple minutes ago. That was about 15 minutes ago, so that game uh, should be a final right now. So Aberdeen, they defeat Huron. Uh, Just looking for a final score on that. Aberdeen wins 53-28, so Huron with just 28 points. And again, Aberdeen, we saw them. They're getting close to that 500 mark, and uh, they were a lot better than a, a four and seven or five and seven team that uh, we saw. They got three players uh, there at around that six feet mark. So things getting interesting for that last playoff spot. That uh, number eight seed going to be very interesting to to see who hosts that uh, Sodak 16 game here in less than a month. Uh, we're back here in three minutes. Our post game show, more stats and scores in reaction. Plus, we'll talk with Mitchell head coach uh, Dave Brooks and give away our player of the game uh, here for the Colonels tonight. 48-44, your final. Watertown defeats Mitchell. We're back in three minutes at the Corn Palace.
As you clear that last patch of snow from your driveway, breathe in that crisp, rejuvenating winter air before you throw yourself into a monstrous snow pile and join First Dakota to bank some noise for winter sports. Shriek for tide-turning reversals, whoop at game-winning threes, and gasp in awe at a perfect back walkover. Let them hear you from the cheap seats. Bank some noise with us at First Dakota National Bank. Open a new account online today at firstdakota.com. Member FDIC. This is J.R. Liverson. It's time to come in, pick the options you want, and get it coming in time for cold weather and a possible tax write-off. As new inventory comes in, our trade inventory goes up, and we have some new ones that you can just buy and take home, too. The price at the time of ordering is the price you pay with us, period. We'll get the color and options you want, then apply the Iverson's discount on top of any rebates, lease, or finance program. It's Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep models in Mitchell and Fords in Huron, or online anytime at iversonauto.com. Post-game show, Travis Crins and Shawn Michaels here at the Corn Palace as we await uh, Mitchell head coach Dave Brooks' reaction to the action here momentarily. Uh, again, 48-44, your final tonight. Watertown uh, really led for, you know, in, in double digits for much of that second half. And, uh, again, three-point shooting was a big factor there. Early Colonels made a few three-pointers, three of them, uh, in that uh, third quarter to make it interesting. But uh, Watertown really uh, better across the board tonight. Yeah, I thought the big difference in this game for me was just uh, Watertown's three-point shooting, just more consistent tonight. Uh, they shot 40% from the floor in this game, going 19 out of 47. Mitchell going 38% total, going 18 out of 47. So, you know, shooting-wise, they're actually pretty close when it's all said and done. Mitchell won the rebound battle, 22 to 20. Uh, free throws were not a big factor. Three of nine for Watertown, three of three for Mitchell. And that's something we just don't see. Colonels not getting to the free throw line. Turnovers each with eight apiece. So both teams actually taking good care of the basketball. As uh, we welcome in to the booth here tonight, Coach Dave Brooks talking about uh, what didn't quite go right in this game. A uh, couple of losses here at the Corn Palace. Two games that got away. So mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see what Coach Brooks has to say here tonight. Reaction to the action coming up. A few other scores here. Some boys scores for you. Uh, Mount Vernon Plankington up uh, against Ethan late in the fourth quarter, 58-50. to MVP with a lead there in boys basketball tonight. Uh, Trip Delmont Armor, uh, they lead Avon at the half, 28-10. to uh, Not much going on here as far as the double-A boys. Uh, Bridgewater Emery, they lead Sanborn Central, Woonsocket, 37-29. That one about midway through the third quarter. And that one girl scored tonight, Aberdeen Central, they win at home over Huron, 53-28. So uh, Huron loses. It's a battle here for that number eight seed. Reaction to the action, head coach Dave Brooks joins us. Another close one, 48-44. It seemed like uh, Watertown had had control of the game, 10-12 point lead. You made a couple of runs, but then you look at the scoreboard and uh, Sawyer made that kind of circus shot at the end to kind of make it maybe more frustrating that it was a four-point difference, but... uh, Probably didn't have your best game tonight, and there were a lot of things that you look back at if, you know, uh, many, many things could have, could have made the difference here tonight. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, somebody mentioned at the end of the third quarter where they mm-hmm. had that five-point uh, swing. We were, we were kind of right there and then uh, lose the ball and they score. And then, uh, yeah, you know, and of course, it just, it's just it's kind of frustrating. Kids are frustrated, and and uh, I, I gave them tomorrow off. I was planning mm-hmm. on that anyway. Just it's been a kind of a tough stretch for yeah, these three weeks, and, and every team has the same thing. But I just think mentally we need kind of regroup, uh, 
But, uh, yeah, and, uh, I'll look at the film and I'll see a lot of things that uh, mm-hmm. maybe I should have done differently. And, uh, yeah, just tough loss, especially after hearing you saying that Aberdeen. Yes, uh, and, and uh, yeah, Huron loses. It's that battle for that eight seed in, you know, Watertown. That's a big win for them yeah. is uh, who's going to be that eight seed, get that, that precious home game that everybody wants. And uh, I mentioned Watertown. They had, like, a buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter and that one at the third. Yeah. And, you look up, it's a four-point difference. That could have been a big difference tonight. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Seamson, our player of the game, she got the three-point shot going there uh, in the second half. She finished with a game-high 15, and uh, it seemed like you needed to get that three-point shot going. You were down by so many, and uh, she was a big catalyst here tonight. Yeah, we, we had trouble getting into their zone yeah. in the first half. Everything was perimeter-perimeter, and we just... You know, we, we, we kept trying to tell the kids to, to run some things, and we just we just weren't getting inside. So that puts a lot more pressure on that outside uh, um, that outside shooting, and it, it it took a while to get going into mm-hmm. the second half. And then we had a pretty good hole, but, you know, we had it down to five or six, and then the end of the quarter at ten, and I said, well, we did it once. We can come back again. And we got some tired kids that, uh, mm-hmm. asking a lot of them, but uh, – yeah, tough, tough one. They, they always fight to the end. You don't have to uh, to get that effort uh, with the Colonels, no doubt about that. Uh, no deficit is too much for them to, to try and come back from. And uh, you look at Watertown, you know, they had 10 points with their leading score, number 14, Miranda Faulkner. But uh, Maddie Rohde had that big first half. She had seven, but I don't think she scored in the second. So uh, Watertown kind of spread the scoring out. They really didn't rely on, on just one girl tonight. Yeah, and that's... You know, kind of the, uh, number twelve. You know, is, is coming here to Westland, and uh, but she, I don't know if I don't think she was in double figures. She had eight. No, yeah, she had eight. She got foul trouble early, and and uh, yeah, just got a lot of contributions from a lot of things, and just took a while for us to get some contributions mm-hmm. from other kids. I don't, we probably didn't get much from our, our posts tonight. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't think. Uh, you know, before earlier in the year, we were getting eight, ten points from from those two or three kids that are mm-hmm. playing there. And the last couple of games, we haven't uh, haven't had that. So you know, Sawyer does what she can. We just. You know, we just need to find some scoring from some other kids. We knew that going into the year, so mm-hmm. we're still, uh, it's a thing we just continue to work on. Four-point win for Watertown uh, at Washington uh, next week and then at Pier on Friday. So that's a, that's a tough stretch, what, number two and number three. So uh, just the way the schedule works last couple of years, you've had all of those teams that have been really good uh, in that uh, last couple of weeks, and that's the way it works out again this year. Yeah, well, and I told them, some of these teams have been played pretty close by by mm-hmm. the team, so by by no means am I saying we're we're just throwing these in and and whatever we're going to go. And I told them that one thing we can do is we compete, and that's what you guys do or have done all year. And who knows, maybe it gets close, and you know that's why we compete to the end because yeah. something like Sawyer's comes in an overhead uh, soccer pass yeah. or whatever. You never know. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we we know it's a it's a tall task, but but that's fine. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, kind of a challenge to play them, and I think our, hopefully I'll, we'll have them ready, and and uh, maybe we can throw a scare into somebody, maybe get something. Watertown went to overtime uh, Tuesday versus Jefferson, yeah. so you never know what could happen, and uh, we'll see you there next week, Coach. A game right. ball for Andy Simpson. There okay. we go. Thank you very much. Reaction to the action, Dave Brooks. We thank him for uh, coming up here with his post game thoughts here after the game. Uh, Forty four, uh, see forty eight, forty four. Your final here as we wrap it up at the uh, Corn Palace tonight. So Watertown now at eight and eight. Mitchell now at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, The other big score, again, Aberdeen Central defeating Huron 53-28. So the number 8 seed, Huron loses. The number 9 seed, Mitchell loses. And the number 10 seed, Watertown wins. So uh, we'll see what happens probably tomorrow morning when those seed points get updated. It's anybody's uh, chance for that number 8 seed. And all of a sudden you look at uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen's at 13. All of a sudden they're maybe making a little bit of play. Uh, for that number eight seed. So, uh, again, Corn Palace, they're
we're getting ready for the Dakota Wesleyan Culver's Classic. Nine girls games coming up tomorrow. That starts at 9 a.m. And then nine more boys games on Saturday. So 18 games over two days at the Corn Palace. And uh, they're going to get ready here, what, 9 o'clock? So what, 12 hours from now, about 12 and a half hours? They'll be playing basketball again here uh, at the Corn Palace. Kind of the final classic of the regular season. Uh, Colonels lose to Watertown, 48-44 here on KURN. And I want to thank our listeners up in Watertown tonight at KWAT. For Sean Michaels and uh, Michael Freeman back in the studio, I'm Travis Krins. You've been listening to Colonel Basketball on KORN. You've been listening to KORN News Radio Sports Coverage of Mitchell Colonel Basketball on the original home of Colonel Sports, KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and online at KORNradio.com. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN was brought to you by Mitchell Roofing and Siding, Core Insurance, Hearing Plus, and Running Farm and Fleet. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN was also brought to you by Avera Health Central Office, Aurora Cooperative, Iverson Chrysler Center of Mitchell and Huron, First Dakota National Bank, Poet, South Dakota Attorney General's Office, Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. This has been a sports presentation of KORN Mitchell, a division of Nedved Media, LLC.